You don't think you're funny. I don't think I'm funny. Okay, so that's different. Do you think you have a sense of humor? Depends. Okay, yes, ask me. <laughs> Go ahead, ask me. I want to hear it. Matthew Temple, <laughs> do you have a sense of humor? Absolutely, I have a sense of humor. I have a great sense of humor. Matthew Temple, are you funny? <laughs> I have my moments. But everybody thinks they have a sense of humor. Which no, I guess is different. everyone has a sense of humor. No. Not everyone thinks. Everyone has a sense of humor. No, no, that I, I just, that I disagree with. I mean, I don't want to go to like an extreme example here, but did Hitler have a sense of humor? Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Interracial Couple Podcast. It's not all black and white. My name is Sarah. And I am Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very fitting beginning to today's conversation on humor in a relationship. I think we have to tell people why we laughed. Well, Otherwise, it's going to sound really awkward. <laughs> it's not even that funny. Um, but we've been expecting this camera, to our second camera, to simply turn off in the middle of our conversation because it started doing that recently. And we've just sat down, got everything ready. It seemed like it was going and then it just shot off randomly so um and it made a nice little beep to tell us ha ha ha, ha you're not getting a second camera today <laughs> yeah so humor in a in a relationship humor as a part of a healthy relationship is it important to find each other's jokes funny i think it's so important to find other like to find your partner's joke funny well, what, or... if, what if your partner's just not funny Leave them? Sorry, you're. <laughs> I don't find your jokes funny. I am leaving. No, this is the thing. Is like everyone's funny in their own way. There is no truth to that there statement is, at all. Like, I no, think, everybody believes that they have a sense of humor. That is totally true. Everyone's I'm, like, I totally have a sense of humor. But that's true for very, very few percentages of people. I don't think I'm funny to some people. But clearly, I can, I'm funny <laughs> You're funny to you. I'm funny to You're me. You're funny to me. Well, that I definitely can entertain myself. And am I funny to you? You are. I think you're a very funny person. But I don't think a lot of people think. No, I think I'm, a lot of people think you're funny. No, I am not. Like I don't. I'm not funny at all to other people. So well, I guess being funny and having a sense of humor are two different things. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't think they're funny. I I never thought I was particularly funny. You don't think you're funny. I don't think I'm funny. Okay, so that's different. Do you think you have a sense of humor? Depends. No, come on. Like just like, do you have a sense of humor, Sarah? I do. Okay. Yes. Ask me. Do <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Ask me. I want to hear it. Matthew Temple, <laughs> do you have a sense of humor? Absolutely. I have a sense of humor. I have a great sense of humor. Matthew Temple, are you funny? <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments. But everybody thinks they have a sense of humor, which no, I guess is different. everyone has a sense of humor. No. Not everyone thinks. Everyone has a sense of humor. No, no, that I, I just, that I disagree with. I mean, I don't want to go to like an extreme example here, but did Hitler have a sense of humor? He definitely did. He thought he did. I don't think he had a sense of humor at all. That okay. was no humor. How about like, how about Moy? How about the ex-dictator of Kenya? I am sure he thinks he did. He did. Yeah, right. And then... If you didn't like what you said, he might feed you to the lions. That's the thing, though. Is like I guess what? that's kind of funny. This is the thing. Is like, like the not jokes. for the person who's lion food, but like <laughs> the jokes that I make. Some people, my mother doesn't not think I am funny at all. No, she does. She just doesn't think some of your jokes are appropriate, <laughs> which is a totally different thing. I've made, a jo I've made some jokes in front of my mom. She just was like, 
Ah, no, I did not raise you to be. That is not how I raised you. Yeah, but that, but, but that's. But you different. find those jokes funny. I do. I do find those jokes funny. And I don't make those jokes publicly because I know that not a lot of people will find, <laughs> like, yeah, some people may take it off, as offensive. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. But I think that, so I guess there is a bit of a difference between hu- a sense of humor and being funny, but, but having a similar sense. So maybe that's actually the better question is, is having a similar sense of humor important in a relationship i think it's so important because that is the key like having the same sense of humor because if your partner like i make death jokes that most people don't find like a lot of people don't find well they're a little morbid they're a little macabre (laughs) (laughs) your death jokes are morbid (laughs) because by definition it has to be morbid if it's a death joke (laughs) and like, I don't make those jokes in, like, those jokes don't land well with anyone. No, not with, you mean with everyone? With everyone, so, yeah. They land um, with me most of the time. Sometimes you're like, ah, that one didn't land, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and even when I make them myself, I'm like, ooh, Sarah, like, don't think like that. You've, you've said some, you've, you've made some pretty bad jokes. You've made, you've made jokes that I definitely will never repeat. I don't want anyone to know you've made some pretty bad jokes. Yeah, so sometimes when I make And sometimes they're funny and that makes everyone feel even more uncomfortable because you're like, I don't want to be laughing at what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. like if I was making those jokes all the time and you found them like offensive and you're my partner, that means like I'm okay. Like, first of all, like I just want to say like I'm really okay not making offensive jokes. Like, if a joke is going to offend someone else, like, I don't need to make it, you know? And that's my rule. If a word is going to be offensive to someone else, I don't need to use that word. There's so many words I can use. There's so many other jokes I can make. So I don't do that. But if I had to center myself with you, is like, that would... Yeah, I think I think that's actually really important. I think that's really key. It's something that as that I recognize was so important when we got together is I made a joke and it really wasn't a terribly like yeah, it was it it, it was maybe an off-color joke and you laughed and we also we both kind of acknowledged that that's not a good joke. But there was no shaming around it. And I think that particularly in like this time right now where we're finding this balance between like cancel culture and then also respecting other people's viewpoints. And that's a, a, a challenging place to be sometimes, right? It's like yeah. sometimes an off-color joke has a place. It's like, it's gotta be okay. We also have to find out where the limits are. What joke was a little too far? Some jokes are too far for some people, not for others, uh, even within a particular community or whatever, right? So being able to have, be like, I gotta test my boundaries. And it's one thing when we got together, I remember making a joke and you're like, that one was too far. But it was too far, but you did not hold that against me. I was like, oh, thank you for telling me that was too far. And now I get to kind of like say, all right, but if I don't test that out with you, then who do I test it out with? Nobody, right? Yeah, and that is so important. And that's why it's like, even with like in relationship, like I think that needs to be is like, you gotta be able to make the jokes that you think are funny with your partner. And then you can talk about it. And that's why I also, ha- I'm, ha- I'm extending the same rule to my friends. If a friend says something that I don't like, I can tell them that I didn't like it. Or if I say something that they didn't like, like, 
they can come back to me and say, you know, Sarah, like maybe that joke you made, like wasn't like I didn't find that funny because my experience of death is not similar mm-hmm. to yours. But you also made a domestic violence joke once when we walked at, you know, with someone that was close to you. And she was just like very much like that was too much. And it was like this moment of just kind of like could have been really awkward. But it was like your family member who you also feel so so comfortable with that you're like, oh, okay, I got to check that. That was definitely not like not appropriate. But you were in a container where you're like, oh, and I feel like one reason why people can get really kind of tense with other people around humor is, is that you could have been like wanting to defend that. And someone could have been wanting to, and she could have been wanting to like prove a point with it. And instead it was like, oh, you know what? There's no shame for making a a mistake and that becomes okay. And I think that that in a relationship is vital. Now, the other part of that, that you can maybe speak to is when like I make a joke that's too far or you make a joke that's too far. How do we say if one of, if you're like, no, I think that's fine. And I'm like, no, that makes me really uncomfortable. Where do we begin to find that balance? Or is that what you're talking about? Why it's so important to share a similar sense of humor? I think the balance comes also with the person who is making the joke, being okay not to make the jokes. Hmm. Some people really feel entitled to their jokes and their sense of humor. And I just don't feel like that. Like hmm. my thing is like, if if I make a joke and someone says it's that you cross the line, my response is like, no, I didn't cross the line. It's like, I'm sorry mm-hmm. I crossed the line. Like, I want to hear what, from their perspective, why I crossed the line. And I don't need to make that joke. And that's the, like, I think that's the line. It's like, some people are like, you know, you can't censor me. You can't censor me. But it's like, it's not censoring. Like, if it's offensive, don't say it. You know, right. it's like. And it's censoring within a, a also within a community. Like, I'm going to be sensitive to things that other people won't be sensitive to. And I think around humor too is that good humor actually exposes some part of our blind spots, you know? Yeah. And it's because the jokes that I've made that have closed the line, it's like actually something that I need to be educated on. Right. And I need to learn more of that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's really good when someone says like you cross the line and then you take a step back and say, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. Like if the response is like, I'm really sorry, not defending why you crossed the line. is like, now they can be able to tell you, like you open that space where it's like, why did I cross the line? Yeah. If you, the first thing is apologizing. Right. Yeah. And I love that. I just feel like that's really important. I love that with, you know, with, with our humor and just a freedom around that. But there's another kind of shadow side to that in some ways. Yeah. I had a good friend back in Vermont who was in a very long-term relationship. I don't think she, they were married um, with someone who was really, really funny. Mm-hmm. But the humor actually became a a wall. I can always hide behind humor because I'm funny. I can throw out one-liners. I can kind of like always keep... The mood is always good as long as we don't go past this thing or if things get uncomfortable I can make you laugh and therefore we don't get to go into the depth of it and I think that that I've seen that in more times than one in a relationship a funny guy right and everybody laughs but it's like oh is that also a way of keeping your partner 
at a distance, keeping people at a distance. I've, I've, it's gonna. It's interesting you say that because I've seen it too, where it's like people or people who are like don't want to talk about a certain thing, making fun, like making jokes about it, when it's like really detrimental to their own like health mm. and like. Do you have an example? I think it's like, I don't have an example, but I've seen it with like friends and family and like colleagues where it's like someone will make a joke and you're like. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen like when I was younger, particularly around homosexuality, right? Like the, like someone who's like always, who's like, as soon as something gets uncomfortable around it, might make a joke or kind of tell, you know, like a, a, an offensive homosexual joke or a offensive sexist joke or something, because like there's something within dealing with, with homophobia or my own sexuality or my own relationship with gender or whatever that it's too uncomfortable to go there so I'm gonna make a joke about it and I think to go back to your like questions about like a funny guy and a funny woman like we've all seen like or a funny woman and a funny guy in like the couples dynamic like we we all know those couples you know where it's like when you're around them you're always laughing but you actually don't know them Apart from the jokes, like right. there's something about that. Like it's like they're all there's like they are so funny and it's fun to hang out with them. But at the core, like you haven't met them like soul to soul because everything is funny and everything is a joke. Right. You know, and so you don't get to like really know like what like who are they? You know, when like when when that curtains come out where it's like not funny, like who are, who, who are these people? Right. Yeah, totally. And I think that can come into a relationship and you've done this a few times. Sorry to call you out on this, but yeah. we're like, I'll like something you'll do might offend me. And you'd be like, can't you take a joke? Right. Oh my God. Which has a story behind no, it. It has a story. And I have to tell the story <laughs> was I was babysitting for my best friend and her 13 year old made a joke and I got really serious and he was like, Sarah, take a joke. And it was the funniest thing, the way he looked at me. And I was just like, I said, just I literally went from like being really serious to taking a joke. Because the truth was, is like, I should have been, yeah, I could, I should be taking the joke, you know. And since then, I said kind of like reconsidering, like, am I too serious when people say something? Like, Sometimes it doesn't need to be serious. Like sometimes I need to be like this 13 year old who says something to me and I'm like, no. And then he's like, take a joke. And I was like, I'm going to try that, you know, and it was really funny. So, but then again, you can also, that can be something to also deflect taking responsibility. And sometimes I do it to deflect. No, well, that's kind of where it comes up is like, take a joke is almost when you say it to me now is a way of basically saying, I might've crossed the line. Uh, I don't want to take responsibility for that. So I'm going to blame you for me not taking responsibility for crossing the line. Do that hurts your feelings when I say that? Honestly, yeah. It it does hurt because it becomes this thing of like, this isn't actually, that really wasn't a joke. And this isn't a joke. So now you're like, it's almost as though you're attacking my integrity or something. It Mm. It does feel a little uncomfortable. And it's like, where do you look? Like, was it really a joke? Is it like, or it definitely wasn't a joke. Why are you saying that? Can we have this conversation? So humor is like so important in a relationship to the point where we also have to be careful that we don't use humor as actually a divisive thing because humor is really about bringing us 
right? It's like this, what is our common language? How do we also use humor to expose things? One reason why I think we love comedians is that a comedian will get up and say things like you don't, you're kind of embarrassed about and you probably have some relationship to it too or it's a slightly embarrassing story and they're like, I'm cool with this embarrassing story. Like I remember at one point like watching a comedian talking about like being on a first date and like farting, like a whole like farting in bed thing or something with on a first date and I was just like, everybody's roaring laughing because we're all like, oh my God, I've been on that, like not a first date, but like first time sleeping with someone is like, oh my God, like a little fart squirted out or something, you know? And it's just like, oh, this is really, I never want to tell anybody it was humiliating. And then there's this comedian up there just talking about like farting in bed on, you know, sleeping with someone for the first time. And you're like, oh, it's so funny. It's cathartic because it gave us sort of this. Permission to. Just like to permission, like, right. Oh, at least I'm not alone, right? So the humor does that. But as we know, humor can also be, can get mean spirited and it can also be used like take a joke when it's like, that wasn't a joke. You were being a jerk and yeah. you can't call that a joke. Be a joke. Yeah. And I want to apologize when I say take a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Um, next time I do it because I'm not perfect and I may do it again. Just tell me it's not a joke and I'll take responsibility <laughs> for, for, for telling you. Kind of. A joke. Though I'll, I'll say kind of going back to humor too. And this is something that I could not have done earlier in my life. I like Sometimes I thank God that I'm older. No, not sometimes, always, but I don't always think about it. Um, but it's like, we've had these times where, I try to remember a specific example, but where you did something where, not in like the humor side of the world, but where you really like, you did something that was really kind of hurtful or painful. Yeah. And then I'm like, I really need an apology for that. Okay. And you will be like, it's as though this like, Sarah, from what I hear from all of her cousins, aunts, uncles, and mother was a stubborn child. <laughs> and so... it shows up when I'm like, that was so cross the line. I I really, you really need to apologize for that. If if it's really cross the line and she knows it was really bad and she really needs to apologize, she will not. She's like, oh, I didn't realize my boyfriend was so sensitive. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't you, do that. You totally have. And you like do these things, but it's like, but you do it in a way that's also like really funny and you'll kind of skirt around ever making an apology and you'll be making all these jokes and some of your funniest jokes are times when you really just need to apologize, but you won't. And so you're dancing around it. And in my younger years, that would have been so offensive. And early on in our relationship, it was really, really offensive. And like, and then I would be like licking my wounds for another couple of days. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to get an apology. She was really mean to me. And I'm like licking my wounds. And now it's actually become kind of endearing, which as soon as it became endearing also. It's not endearing. What well, you do, I can tell you. Like, because no, 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 Oh, so you're turning this around on me now. Hold on. I'm not finished no. telling my story about you. Okay. Okay. You can keep going. So, <laughs> and then you can talk about what a hypocrite I am after I'm done. So... But then at a certain point where I was like, you know what? So there were these times where I was kind of like stewing about it. And then I was like, I learned to let it go. And now I've come to actually recognize when you do that, I'm like, you actually feel so bad that it hurts your soul too much to apologize. So you have to make a joke about it, which also has now come, turned around to where I'd be like, oh, I can actually feel like I got an apology because I know it, it hurts you so bad. You feel so bad about it that an apology is too painful, which... By me accepting that about you, the last time or two, I mean, these aren't like common occurrences by any means, 
you're actually able to say like, hey, you know what? I really apologize because I was able to actually accept early on that for you to get to a point where you could really look at me and say, I really apologize for that was going to be a process and I had to respect your process. Yeah. Now tell everyone how bad I am. (laughs) Actually, you just said what I was going to say, to be honest, was like, I feel like you see how much I am suffering and struggling. (laughs) And I think a little bit is like you get joy in like seeing me like making jokes around it because it's just a, I don't know why it took me so long to learn that process. And I still do that to just be like, it's so much easier to just be like, I'm sorry, you know, rather than dance around it and like make excuses defend (laughs) myself. It's just like, it's a really, really painful process. Rather than just like, and I'm not just like, you know what? Literally, I'm like, I will know I've come of age when I, like when just apologizing is just like so easy. You know, where it's like, talk about like growing up. Like that's what I, like taking responsibility when I do something to just be like, not laugh about it, not defend it. And just be like, take full responsibility. Like, you know what? I'm sorry. And some, in some ways I've learned that, but it's a, it's a, I'm still learning. Apologies are, are are a hard one, and humor can sometimes be a nice way to skirt it, and sometimes humor leads to it. Are we going to end this with some humor? Oh, yeah. Well, it well, kind of got serious. It did get a little serious, and so we're going to go back to humor. I want to take a brief moment to say that if you haven't gotten your lover's journal yet, by all means, we highly recommend it. It's See all this humor and love that we share? It's that the magic recipe is in here. Actually, I should take that back. Where There's a disclaimer that none of this is a magic recipe for anything. None of it's been approved by the uh, FDA <laughs> or by the American Psychiatric no, Association. No, no, the, <laughs> yeah, right. This will not cure COVID. <laughs> um, I promise that. Uh, nor will it cause COVID. So that's a good thing. Um, but uh, right now, also, if you use the code podcast15, you can get 15% off. Additionally, any sales that are currently on the website, loversunlimited.co. Week 21 of the Lover's Journal, by the way, is actually about humor, which we're going to be doing this week. We haven't done it yet this week. It actually is list three things about your lover that makes you laugh and three things that you do to make your lover laugh. Exciting. And this is going to be fun to kind of think about it because even though we just before we started the podcast, we were thinking about it. I was like, huh, like it wasn't those aren't questions that immediately come to mind. And I think that's something that in doing the journaling work is so vital is that sometimes there's some of these that are like, oh, I can list five things like this, or, or this is an easy question. Sometimes the questions are not super easy. It's not top of mind. And I think that that's so vital. It's so vital. But when I look at that, the expectation is like, it's just going to be easy, but it's not. When I actually sit down to write, it's not. Right. It's kind of a tough, it's a tough question in some way. And the question, the answer might not be, you know, like follow the rules, paint by numbers kind of, kind of answer, but it causes this piece of thinking about, about it. And we've had a few of these that like, we just write it in like three minutes later, like, Oh, I wrote two pages. Let me share what I wrote. And other times it's like a half an hour and we don't get much out, but it's the process of going through and really thinking about it that is so rewarding in the long run. And uh, why don't you go ahead and read Rumi's quote that we have on that page. Live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. I love that. And I I, I think it's a, uh, it will certainly also help when it comes to sense of humor 
to help people like me take a joke if I can be like, oh, this is rigged in my favor. <laughs> this is not someone trying to insult me or hurt my feelings. It is rigged in my favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things that I noticed back in the short period of time when I was on dating apps, one thing, and also when I was like reading about it, because I was back in the, or not back in the dating world, I was really in the dating world for the first time in my life at the age of 38 or 39. Um, I was like, this whole thing of like sense of humor is so important. But like, what does that mean exactly? And was that, do you think that that was a part of like our early connection? It was because I remember like you said something and I said something that you didn't expect that I was going to say back. And like we said, laughing about it. And I just remember like we just didn't take ourselves very seriously. But we, we also didn't go out on a date. We went out as friends. Yeah. And because of that, I just kind of felt like it was a little bit different because it's like I could say whatever I could say to a friend because I wasn't there wasn't like I want a second date. Was just like, I wasn't trying to impress you, you know? I was just trying to be me. Which is why I fell in love, by the way, because you weren't trying to impress me. So at the time, I had a big old mustache. Um, I'd grown it for November, and it was two months later, and it was like this big old Wyatt Earp thing. And like, I didn't know what she did for work, and she was a student. Um, and you're like, oh, I run an online business, but I could never sell men's razors. Because I would just give them away and say, here, please shave that shit off your face. And I just thought that was really, really funny. And uh, But if I wanted a second date from you, I probably would not have said that. Yeah, I'm really glad because if you hadn't said that, I don't know if we'd be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> I needed someone to make fun but, of my mustache. Oh my God, like any person who hates mustache and like is listening to this, like you totally would get why. Like, I would have given you the razors. Yeah, and I would just tell you, for everyone who has a mustache and loves their mustache or has shaved it off because of the woman that you love, first of all, my condolences. As you can see, I no longer have my fantastic mustache. And all the compliments that I got from it, not from Sarah, uh, those are gone. But uh, but there is there is hope in humor, even when you have to lose your mustache. So with that... Actually, I really like this <laughs> There we go. This was our compromise. This was our compromise. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Interracial Couple Podcast. Wait, it's not all black and white. And we will see you next week. As always, make sure to subscribe, follow, share, and any questions, thoughts, comments, or concerns, info at loversunlimited.co. See you next time.